the ricochet effect. Ricochet effect, like. Having conversation with no moderation, love to the communities, the ricochet effect. Having conversation with no moderation, love to the communities, the ricochet effect. Having conversation with no moderation. Hi, this is Renee Cobb and I'm Dr. Abini El Amin and we are with the Ricochet Effect. So we are here at WUKY at the Urban Art Collective Gallery opening. We are so excited to have Bryce O'Quay with us, and I have been admiring his work through the Barbershop Initiative so far. But I understand you are out and about all over town, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. But um, I don't want to go into describing too much what he does because I'm just in awe whenever it happens. But first of all, thank you for being with us here today. Well, thank you for having me. I really... I always appreciate your energy. I, thank you a lot. <laughs> I am the one that's hovering over his back most of the time, filming um, his live animation as it happens in real time. I don't think I've seen anything as unique as the work that you do. So let me start off by asking you to just tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into the process of what you do. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So at at its at its core. I'm a I'm an illustrator, you know, through and through. So my roots come from, you know, uh, hip hop for sure, as far as like, you know, the graffiti aspect of things. But uh, uh, comics and cartoons and all those things, just like every other child, I was inspired by a lot of that. But um, just a, as I, as I uh, as I got older and I started to dig more learning about other artists and stuff there was a lot of artists that I came across that were uh, purely illustrators that had this like live um, process they they would people like Kim Jong Gi and stuff that I had found who were these amazingly talented illustrators that had the ability to just go at things so that like very early i was just inspired by artists like that and then along the way uh just mixing and matching my interests and community and things and just to anything that i that i love i apply to the the talent well i like again i don't know that i've seen too many people if anybody that does what you do and does it so well but let me just kind of ask you first do have you received any formal training or did this just kind of come out of your own um, vision and how you um, I guess do you see your art first in your head or sometimes you're looking at things right but do you conceive of this in your head first and I, I always start off with him with the blank slate and how it becomes what it does after just a few minutes is just remarkable I appreciate it um no no training no training at all um again you know as a little kid just drawing the things you love that was stuff. your education <laughs> that was the education really and then well and and you know anybody within their craft you know if you're a person that you know you like carpentry you start to learn about the the rock star carpenters and stuff and you learn the process and th things like that so my uh that's just how i i'm, I'm very uh when, when i want to know something i have to like really dive in to, to, to learn the thing so that's just how I've always been in my approach. So I learned about all these just different uh, uh, art styles and techniques and these things and these different artists. And then eventually 
um, I came across uh, uh, my close friends. They're like my, they're my family. Uh, this collective called Six Bomb Boards, and then that's where I started doing live art, like creating in front of people. So I, I, uh, that was my breakout in terms of just doing this type of thing in front of uh, crowds, and then over time getting comfortable with doing it in front of the crowd and just kind of just exploring and stuff what I was already doing just doing it in front of other people it just blended into what it is now but no no training no no lessons I just kind of uh the, I, I I use uh, I almost time stamp whatever the moment or the energy is that I that I feel and see and then I just I lean into that so I'm real curious, what do you listen to when you are creating this art? Because we were all like watching you do it. And he has his headphones on the whole time. So <laughs> I, inquiring minds need to know. I always have different playlists for the day. And yeah. usually, I'm, usually it's always uh, whatever, uh, whatever artist that is inspiring me for that week, I'm probably diving into a playlist related to that. So like recently I've been listening to... Uh, uh, an artist named Smino and uh, a friend of ours, Tony Wavy. He's on. Uh, he's on a couple of my playlists. People like that. I love neo soul uh, and R and B stuff like that. So whatever it is that I'm feeling, the vibe of the environment, I just lock into a playlist. I have like on my on my Spotify and my YouTube mixes alone. I think I have like a, over probably 120 separate just playlists of things. I just pick. Well, that's awesome. So do you say that music is part of what inspires you while you're doing the artistic process? Or is it just to block out the noise and also the distraction, perhaps? So- it's, it's it's the soundtrack. That's what yes. it is. Yeah, yeah. like because everything that I do, the musical component is super important. Because that's why I have very uh, uh, flowy, kind of rough approach to, to things. It's a, Part of it is the energy of the moment. And then the music is, is really huge. Because, uh, yeah, I, I need it, it's kind of one of those things to kind of help me uh, to help me focus and to stay t- out of my thoughts, because it's very easy to overthink things, second guess things. So I put myself almost in a in a not necessarily like a trance, but just in this tunnel vision approach. So I use the music as a way to completely pigeonhole the thoughts I've curated the music for the moment and I lock in and then all it is is just the music in the moment and then I and I make what I make and I don't necessarily think about what's right, what isn't, whatever. I just it's just is what it is. Well, you've been at the barbershop initiatives. That's where I'm most familiar with what you do. And let me ask you about your process because like I said, I've watched you start with a blank sheet of paper and then I've <laughs> come back to film this and it's totally complete. And then I visit at various stages, but um, like, for example, when you're looking at the barber chair, someone sitting in the chair and the scene around it, like, what do you see first or what do you start drawing first? And then how does that process kind of play out? Whatever. Typically, it's whatever stands out the most to me. So um, if I'm looking at, let's say I'm, I'm looking at the barber chair, there might be like the light might be hitting some metallic section of that chair in the way that catches my attention. And then maybe I start there or maybe I'm looking at the barber chair because I saw someone get up from that barber chair and just maybe the moment of them being finished and getting up in the way the chair might move in a particular way. I want to like capture that moment 
as quickly as I can. Or so it's it it could just be the most most random things, but typically it's just this one single. It'll be like just a single piece that'll stand out, and I'll lock in on that piece. And then, like I said, it's like a timestamp. So it's not necessarily like my memory is photographic or anything like that, but it's something about like in those moments of something. If, if, if that's the thing that uh, is pointed out to me, just visually, then I'll move as quickly as I can to make sure I don't lose that. I would say that's probably challenging because people are, are get up and they move and all of a sudden that barber chair is swung around, right? Yeah. And so I would say that that's probably pretty difficult, right? It, 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 it was it was a lot more difficult at one point in time, but I look at uh, I've kind of I look at things in shapes. Like I, I interpret things uh, in in very uh, uh, blocky, just rudimentary shapes, and then the details all come after I, I put together that composition. So in my mind, I'm looking at everything like uh, uh, like silhouettes and shapes and things that are collected into whatever. I, kind of conveys the moment or what I find attractive and then after I, I I mold all that out then those details that you see is just me kind of sculpting what makes sense because you know it's for, I have an understanding through like you know studying and taking my time with uh you know figure drawing and things like that of you know what a person should look like or what mm -hmm. you know certain aspects right. of like perspective and things so it's 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 not necessarily like a, a cheat sheet or anything, but I know I know well enough what certain things are supposed to look like, and uh, I stretch it to whatever I think makes sense for me stylistically. So I just I, I, I block it all out and I chip away, mm -hmm. and and until I get exactly what it is that I want, or I chip away until I feel like I can't work that any further without it messing something up. Well, I like it when, like I said, I've kind of studied you a couple of different times now. And let me just say, I have no background in art walk whatsoever. And I will say that watching you do what you do has really inspired me to look at art much differently. And also the urban art style, right? And I've just developed such an appreciation for that in just a few weeks that I've known you. But whenever you pick up the white, is it a pen or is it a paint pen or is it a... It's white out. It's white out. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's even better. <laughs> it's 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 the same white out you could buy at Staples. Really, oh I go. My gosh. I get a, a. I buy them in bulk. Uh, uh, one of my one of my homies, uh, uh, Justice Stewart, who is part of Six Bomb Boards, the creator of Six Bomb Boards. Uh, I he he put me onto these Pentel white out pens. For a while, I was using these white out like those brush the mm -hmm. same things you would yeah. use to white out typewriter. Same, era. <laughs> same stuff yeah but uh they have these white out pens that you can use and then there's these white out brushes so i was like oh i can yeah i can use these and they work perfectly because i'm using black acrylic mm -hmm. ink and i'm using permanent markers and stuff like that it's very much uh it's it, it it's it's mixing my process is mixing a few things together because again you know i'm, a, I'm an illustrator and I'm, I'm dealing in comics and animation and things like that and uh, um that's in a sense, the nine to five function, right? Mm -hmm. But then this live art aspect, it, everything blends together because uh, uh, what I do at these events just combines everything that I've, I've developed skill-wise in those places. And then I move it over and then like the graffiti art and all that is kind of where I initially had cut my teeth, just kind of having to work 
spray and run or whatever in in those moments when I did get to mess around like I just I don't know I keep that energy that comes with uh with hip-hop anytime I do these live art things mm-hmm. yeah that's, oh. a, that's the long that's the longest short I learned something new every day this is awesome so let me ask you you are Project Ricochet's artist in residence mm-hmm. for this year and we are so pleased to have you and honored to have you what do you feel like a day like today where we are at WKY and we are in appreciation of urban art and also urban music what do you feel like that does for you as an artist but I'd also like to ask you a second part is what do you feel like it does for the community as a whole well i mean gen- generally for i mean for me as a as an individual and as a creator uh urban art hip-hop culture all that is my backbone is what i was raised in so i don't get to do what i do or be who i am without without it and the importance and the importance of all of this is is coming off of the the backs of people that have the understanding of like what this culture what we do what that means to everybody because we we speak a language that is not one that has to be translated amongst each other right like we can I can speak to my brothers and people in this community and, and I don't have to I don't have to double back and and say say things twice as opposed to when I step outside and I have to be uh, uh, I have to over-explain and be a little bit more accommodating, and that's and that and that leads into the conversations of you know representation and things, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have an urban art collective, you're expanding these ideas of representation, and you're saying, hey, let's make a collective of people who are all uh, connected culturally that can step into their communities, and then it can just be what it is. And there's and there's a. Uh, it's it's not even a it's not even a situation of having to force invitation because people see a thing that they're connected with and they see possibilities and they see people doing things at a higher level and they say wow i want to go and i want to go and do that who's who's doing this i want to see this who's who's involved so that's the importance to me of uh the urban art collective and what we do and how we're all doing something that's a lot larger than even we might realize in the moment Well, we thank you so much for being with us here today, and we're looking forward to witnessing your art taking place. I appreciate you. Thank you again for all your energy. This is beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we've come to the close of another amazing podcast. I'd like to thank our listeners. I'd like to thank our guests. And as we say here at WKY, we can't do it without our community. And just keep in mind that DEIB is the DNA of humanity. The vision of Project Ricochet is to find practical solutions that assist minority youth who are prone to antisocial behaviors while discovering positive and productive lifestyle alternatives. An overarching goal of Project Ricochet is to work and communicate in genuine ways with existing organizations and groups which have a similar focus as we do. Our programming is distinctive because it provides development opportunities for community and economic empowerment. It's the ricochet effect, ricochet effect. It's the ricochet effect, ricochet effect.
Thank you.